with the name Redefine Courage? Uh, it was a lot of prayer. There was a lot of names written out and a lot of talk around the dining room table. And what should we name this business, this thing that the Lord's given us? And, and we just, courage definitely had to be a part of it, knowing came from actually losing my mom to breast cancer. And so knowing the courage and the strength that she had walking through her breast cancer for three times, she had it. And so courage was a word, absolutely. And then just your life is being redefined really by uh, cancer is trying to do that. But I believe that the Lord redefines us as we go through challenges and face those things. So I just felt like redefined courage was. Hello, welcome to the Linda Mendable Show, where I take you behind the scenes with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, moms, working professionals, and amazing people pursuing their passions and going for their dreams. And I'm your host, Linda Mendable. Welcome to the show. Nikki is owner of an ethical clothing company designed and manufactured in North Carolina. They are proud of the clothing they offer to breast cancer survivors. Hope is their button-up post or up shirt with four interior drains, and Grace is their cozy bamboo chemotherapy shawl. They make sure each survivor knows that they are beautiful, not because of their outside beauty, but their soul, deep beauty. That makes them who they are, unique and special. Nikki is such a beautiful soul. You're going to totally enjoy this, especially her heartwarming story of her mom. I just absolutely love talking with Nikki, and I hope you loved this episode or love this episode as well. Hey, Nikki. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Linda. I am wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. So can you tell the audience just a little bit about you and your business and um, what you do? A little bit about me? Yes. I am a mom of three, a son who's 15, a daughter who's 11, and a daughter who is nine. Congratulations. And I have a <laughs> Thank you. And a husband of 13 years. And I am a founder and creator of Redefine Courage. And what is Redefine Courage? Redefine Courage is a clothing line for women that have breast cancer or are going through treatments. Yeah, I noticed that. I know also you've, you stated that it's also an ethical brand. So when you say an ethical brand, what, what, what does that encompass? What does that mean? Well, for us, and I think for many, it just means that it's made here in the United States. It's actually made in North Carolina. Amen. And um, we're very, very proud of that. And so. Yeah. What made you come up with the name Redefine Courage? Uh, it was a lot of prayer. There was a lot of names written out and a lot of talk around the dining room table. And what should we name this business, this thing that the Lord's given us? And um, we just, courage definitely had to be a part of it, knowing came from actually losing my mom to breast cancer. And so knowing the courage and the strength that she had um, walking through her breast cancer for three times, she had it. And so courage was a word, absolutely. And then just your life is being redefined really by uh, cancer is trying to do that. But I believe that the Lord redefines us as we go through challenges and face those things. So I just felt like redefined courage was, was the ultimate business name. So. Amen. Wow. That is, you know, um, I'm so sorry for your loss. I will say, you know, I can't even imagine what it's like to go through that and, you know, experience that. So I am so sorry. You know, there are no words. I, I don't even but um, I want to say that I am so thankful. It's for, it can spur you on. Yeah, I am so thankful that you are going for what God has called you to do. So how did you come to that realization? Like, okay, I got to do something because God is tugging on my heart in order for me to do this. Like, when was that point? I think uh, it was actually even before my mom passed away. I got a phone call from my dad saying, I know you're going to come here in December to New York but I really feel like you should come and see mom. She's made a decision to 
And I think that you should just come and spend some time with her. And so I flew to New York for a weekend. And like my mom always wanted to, she loved fashion and clothes and her pink lipstick. And um, she's just a very beautiful woman. And um, she's like, let's go shopping. And I know she was tired and wasn't feeling well, but she wanted to enjoy the time we had. So we went to the mall and tried to find clothes for her, but she didn't have any breasts at that time. The cancer was all over her chest, actually. Her breast cancer came back that way. And so it was very uncomfortable. She could not have reconstruction. And she had lymphedema in her arms and her belly was a bit swollen from her chemo. And so her body looked a lot different than can buy in a store. Um, When we walked out of the mall, I looked at my mom and told her that I would design clothing for her that she'd be able to wear. I spoke that. Um, I really had no idea what that meant, but I had a burning desire to help my mom. And when I was traveling back and I was in the Atlanta airport, I felt the Lord kind of nudge me in my in my heart, just say, like, sit down and draw. And I don't, I'm not an artist. I would not even consider myself creative up until this point. And I um, said, Lord, I don't think that you're speaking to me. And I just said, okay, well, I have a sticky note in my purse and a pen, and I just drew a shirt that would start a breast cancer survivor's journey, which would be a post-op shirt that they would need for the drains and and so on and so forth. And from there is really how this whole idea was birthed. And then, you know, we have a wonderful clothing line coming behind us here in a little bit. And so that's really how it all got started. Just a simple saying of me, but God really prompting my heart. Wow, that's incredible. So, okay, so you had a little struggle in the beginning, though. You were like, I don't think it's you, God. Why did you have that struggle? Well, I think a lot of times the world and God kind of collide. You think that you need to do it like everybody else has done it. I felt like I don't have a fashion degree. I don't have... I don't have anything behind me. I It took me three years to graduate a two-year school. Sometimes I feel like maybe I'm not worthy of this calling. And so I think that that is what had stopped me in my heart, just saying, Nikki, this is too big for you. But that's the very thing that pushed me forward when I spent more time with the Lord and Him basically saying, like, that's exactly why I placed you where you are because you you don't know everything and you need a constant dependence on me. Wow. Wow. His grace is sufficient, right? Okay. So take us from that journey. You're in the airport. Yes. You drew up what you believed was the start of, well, now you have, but what was the next step? What did you do after that? After that, I just started calling people when I got home. I texted my husband first and foremost after I drew the picture and I said, the Lord just gave me an idea. And like he's always said before, that's great, Nikki. Sloughed it off in a way because I'm kind of a dreamer. Like I said, it took me three years to graduate a two-year school. I'm not one to really sit still. I I kind of think of things and say, oh, this would be a good idea or that would be a good idea. Like, okay. And But then when I came home and I started making phone calls to people, fashion bloggers that I know, a a young girl in Philly who's been a friend for a long time, and some other people that I'd met, I just started making phone calls. I started calling lawyers and setting up appointments. And at that point, my husband said, wow, this is serious. I started drawing and sketching things and uh, naming clothing and researching Bible verses and room in our closet and things of that nature. And so my husband really took note of that and said, this is from that. It's just snowballed into different people that we've spoken with. Wow. So then he was like, okay, this is for real. This is, this is happening. I see the, I see you burning. I see the fire within you. I know when, you know, when I first started, I did handbags and I remember just briefly taking a class in like junior high, you know, a little bit of sewing, but not to the extent of what God did, you know? And I think sometimes that's what he does is he teaches us Take what we have and just give it to him. But if we do it with all our hearts, he multiplies it and he increases it, you know, because we're being faithful with the small. And I believe that's what you're doing and that's what you've done. Okay, so now take us. You started calling people. What was that moment that you were like, 
I have yes. something. Take us. Well, I'm sorry, honey. I didn't hear. Oh, I said, what was that moment? Okay, so you were drawing. You you realized that oh my goodness, you know, I can do this. Started calling people. When was it that you were like, okay, I have something here, and it's it's coming to fruition. It's coming real. It's becoming real. When was that moment? That moment was when after so many emails to different manufacturing companies here in the United States Mm. with no return emails when I finally checked my phone and I had an email, Ellen, who owns Carolina Cut and Sew, and she said, call me on Monday or call me on Wednesday. Let's, I think I fell on the floor with tears in my eyes because things like that I've heard don't really happen. It takes years sometimes for people to catch your vision or that. And also then when I was driving to meet her an hour and a half away with all the clothing that had been sewn that a few women for me, because I unfortunately do not know how to sew and I needed seamstresses to come alongside of me. And there was wonderful women, also a model who who would allow me to fit her for this particular shirt who was at the time going through chemotherapy and survivor. So a lot of people came alongside of me. And as I was driving to meet this wonderful woman that I felt believed in me, I just could only this, this is, this is coming together. God, this is something that you desire because you love these women. This surgery, you've already planned this day for them shirt and it may not have been my mom who was blessed by this clothing line, but her legacy and for the glory of God, it is so. Wow, that's incredible. Now, that's amazing because I believe like like I was looking at some of the outfits and, you know, I was looking at some of, you know, like the post-op shirt that you have there and the shawl, right? Is it the shawl? And I was just mm-hmm. like, you know, like this is amazing. You know, you have your models there. And everything. And, you know, one of the great things is that you are for someone and you know that what they're going through, you know, the pain that they're going through, you know, the hurt that they're going through. And, you know, you were called for such a time as this because of that, you know, and I'm so thankful that God has brought like someone to get your vision because that is it usually takes years. But I think it's because of the intention behind what you're doing, you know. I think that's a big deal. And, you know, that's one of the things that God has been revealing to me that it's about sowing those seeds. A lot of people are here sometimes, especially social media, especially in this big world, right? This big marketing world that we're in and this big, you know, when it comes to business, a lot of people think that it's about making that buck or it's about you know, doing things in a way like, okay, you know, learning the skills of marketing or learning the skills of this. But one of the things that I've realized, one of the things that I've learned, it's also about, also not also, but most importantly, about the intention that you're doing things for, because that's what you're going to bear fruit in. Because the intention is actually the seed that you're planting. It's not the material because everything first comes in the spiritual before you it manifests in the physical and that's something that god has like deeply revealed to me in such a way that i'm like wow you know like you don't have to worry about nothing he has everything taken care of as long as you have your intentions the way that it needs to be and i truly believe that if you keep on going this direction with the intentions that you have the right intentions god is just going to fling open the doors you know because it's about that intention and then working as though you're working for the Lord. If you have those two, forget about it. You're unstoppable. I'm sure you're realizing. <laughs> and I yes, saw. Yes. And it, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. It, it's really in his timing, though. And I think that that's, that's what he's teaching me is that a lot of times we are saying, come on, God, hurry up. Like I, <laughs> I've been working so much. I've been working so hard or this fell through or that didn't happen. And, and showing me just really waiting on him because they are his children that he's asked me to design these shirts for. And, and, and so he knows the perfect time. He knows that's what I have to rest in. And sometimes that can be very difficult in this fast paced world of hurry up, get it done make the sale, do 
intentional, but also relational. And I, and I love my women that I get uh, to be with. And I, I also love the fact that we are a breast cancer clothing line and our models are survivors that that's amazing. I love how the Lord has placed me somewhere where I've met a lot of these women and friends with them and able to text them and ask them how they're doing. And they're to model the shirts that come out. And it's just, it's an amazing, amazing bunch of women that truly have so much courage. So I'm, I'm the one that's blessed actually. Yeah. Amen. You know, it's better to give than to receive, they say. You know, and I truly believe that you're giving a lot. You're giving a lot of your time. You're giving a lot of, you know, what God is placing on the inside of you. And so, you know, even with all of that, you know, I truly understand like what you mean, like hurry up. Like and then I remember, you know, in speaking of that, right, being in that that space of like, hey, it has to be in God's timing. I remember when I was, you know, in that space of like, oh, I can't wait for this and I can't wait for that. This fell through and, I, and I, I'm rushing over here and I'm posting over there. And then I realized or God you know, not only realized, but, you know, having a revelation and God kind of, you know, because he's doing a good work in us. Right. He's going to complete that good work within us because there's a point that we have to come to and realize that it's not about getting there. It's about where we're at with him now, you know, and I remember sitting down in one of my favorite coffee shops and I was sitting down to meet with a a client and the pillow, there was a pillow there (laughs) that said it all. and, And it's now kind of like my little catchphrase. The journey is the destination. And that to me kind of like blew my mind because we're always trying to get somewhere right in life. We're rushing from this moment to get to the next moment without realizing the beauty within this moment. Right. We're always trying to like, what is the next thing I got to do? What is the next thing I got to get? Or what is the next, 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 next? But then I realized, you know what? It's actually about the now. And God says, I am, Mm. you know, and that he doesn't say I will be. Or I was, it's I am. When it's I am, it means now of who he is. He is in the now, you know? We don't have to worry about the tomorrow and we don't have to worry about what happened yesterday because that's already done and tomorrow hasn't come. It's about the now and who we are now. We can change, like, we can either be angry now, right? Be slow to anger, but we can be angry. We can be like, oh my gosh. And I think back of like a lot of the trials I've gone through and I feel like I'm like talking your head off, but I I think back. I love it. (laughs) I think back of a lot of the trials I've gone through and I remember moments of like, why am I wishing for all these things, you know, and wanting all these things when I have everything that I need right now. I got two arms. Yes. I got two legs. There's nothing harming me at this moment. Why can't I be content now? Does that make sense? Right. <laughs> like there's nothing harming me, but we put all the, the stress on things that will never come. And I, I was listening to the radio and I listened to a lot of K-Love and that's all I listened to. When I'm in my car, is it the Caleb or or someone preaching in my podcast, right? <laughs> and they were talking about how victims that experienced Hurricane Harvey and victims that have experienced the hurricane. Yeah. And the people that have lost, you know, that have gone through that horrific, you know, season in their life that they lost almost everything. And one of the things that they come out saying is that, yeah, it's horrific what has happened but I have everything I need. You know, I have God's grace with me, right? (laughs) Absolutely. That's it. I think no matter what type of tragedy you face, if you have that attitude that I have what I need and I have the Lord by my side, say there hasn't been days I've cried my heart out because I miss my mom terrible. And, you know, days that I'm just so exhausted that, you know, I just don't understand, but I do, or I'm still human, but of him, that my life is for a purpose. It makes things okay, even when you're not okay. Mm-hmm. I was actually going to write a blog post on that. I don't think that I, I published it yet, but basically just saying it's okay to not be okay sometimes, knowing that what we have in Christ is, is amazing. Sometimes there are those times where you feel 
broken a little or in that that always leads me to a place of thanksgiving all things happen for a reason and he doesn't waste anything and so i have to believe that my mom's death is for a greater purpose so yeah and i believe people that are believers that have lost things in harvey or, or have there's christian breast cancer survivors and people that said you know this has changed me for the better i see I see life differently now. And that, that to me is such to to be able to look at life that way. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all go through things, right? I remember going through, I think it was a Proverbs 31 or some, you know, um, some marketing, you know, like what they call it, like M2M, right. Or something Mm -hmm. like that. But I remember going into one of those meetings that they had and one of the ladies that was a speaker for that day, she said, we're either going into a storm, coming out of a storm or going through the storm. (laughs) So it's like there's never it's almost like we're either out of it, in it or coming out of it. And that's sometimes what it is, you know, like. We all have our high Truth days. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We all have our high days and we all have our low days. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that it's how we govern our low days. I feel that kind of steers that boat or steers us in the right direction in the sense, because if we can basically cling on to Jesus and cling on to God during our low moments, then there are no moments that we can't go through, you know, because we'll be fine in the high as well. It's almost like Paul when he was shipwrecked. He was going through a a hard moment when he was going to speak to, you know, to go speak in in Rome where he wanted to to be in front of Caesar, I believe. (laughs) And they were just wrecked. But he was like, you know, telling the crew, take heart because this is not, even though, yeah, we're going through this storm and the ship is going to be lost, But we're going to have our life, you know, and we're still going to be better off. And then he got bit by a snake, you know, after that. But I heard that he wasn't. Yeah, I heard that he was invited also, you know, to speak in front of, you know, Mata's, you know, because he was in the island of Mata and he was invited to speak. I heard this from Stephen Furtick. He was invited to speak in front of the leader there, the chief that, you know, the chief of the of the island, because he was like, who is this man that was bitten by a snake and survived it? And it's almost like he just shook it off. So it's almost like we can either picture the bites that we go through and the storms that we go through and be like, oh, that's the straw that broke the camel's back. Or we can just shake it off and be like, I got a mission to complete. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) When you meet these women, Nick, I have to ask you, like, like, what do you glean from them? What do you learn from them? Like, what has been like your biggest eye opening, you know, moments from these women these cancer survivors? I feel like they are most of the women that I've met, uh, friendly, caring, very giving people. Anytime I ask, um, can I take your picture? Could I use this? Are you willing to wear this shirt? Can you give me feedback? Things that I'm asking for a purpose for other women to help them, they're so willing to help because they want to see their sisters get stronger, you know, go through through their recovery well. And that to me just speaks volumes of people that go through storms like we were just talking about. It's the Pauls. They remind me of that. It, and it very much when I meet these women, they honestly make me feel closer to my mom, feel like I have, this is my purpose. It gives me so much joy and strength I have such a passion to help others. And this just kind of meshes two worlds of mine. I didn't really want to be in this world. And I don't think anyone does when they hear those words. But I feel like it brings two worlds together that are just so beautiful and helping so many people. And they just, they, they do that for me. Their, their smiles, their light, their willingness is just a, a huge encouragement to me and then encouraging me saying, this is wonderful. I wish I had this when, or, you know, I can't wait to tell so-and-so and, and those types of things. So just, again, just very encouraging to me. Wow. You know, that's amazing because, you know, you have to be a strong person to go through what you're going through because these are women that are going through battles and deep battles are for their lives, you know, and, but you're right there in the midst 
to encourage them? I know you're saying like they're encouraging you, but what are ways that you find yourself encouraging them? How do you feel as though God has led you in this season of your life and in this calling to encourage others? I think that I'm I'm so fortunate to be able to, when I do send a package, um, that the Lord has asked me to uh, write them a handwritten note. And I think that that's very downplayed nowadays because there's a lot of texting and uh, social media, which I am a part of. But I feel like that handwritten note to say, I'm praying for you really is a great encouragement to these ladies. And I really do pray for them. I have a list in my prayer closet of all the survivors and previvors, women who have taken preventatively for family history, like myself. I have those lists of names and I do pray for them every day. And so I feel like letting them know you're prayed for and you're thought about really helps them. Does, but I feel like it does and I'm told it has. Yeah, because let me tell you, you know, just being cognizant, a lot of, I don't know, a lot of people like to like ignore a lot of the bad things that are going on, right? A lot of people like to like ignore like cancer or because it hasn't touched them, they don't feel like it'll ever touch them. So they'll just ignore it or, you know, a lot of things that are, that are negatively affecting us, a lot of people like to ignore. But I see you as a person, instead of ignoring you're confronting instead of turning away and, and turning the other, you know, like turning aside and not looking there. You're looking straight at it because instead of you kind of like shrinking back and going through that horrible experience of what you're, you know, what you've seen your mother go through and being kind of like, you know, constantly kind of facing that. How do you do that? You know, because I know when I've gone through things that I, I don't even want to face it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even yeah. it's hard for me to, you know, speak to someone that's also another abusive because, you know, I was, you know, domestic violence. I went through that and I was abused and, you know, in a, in a prior relationship that I was in. Praise God that he's taken me out of that. But, yes. you know, when I speak with other women, it kind of reminds it. It kind of rehashes and I find myself in kind of like in this because I, I guess I'm kind of running away from it, but I don't realize it. And I find myself that I can't run away from my past. You know, as much as I try, as much as I don't want to look at it, as much as I don't even want to like deal with it, I can't seem to get away from it. And I know that's kind of like God kind of nudging like, hey, you need to confront this. But how did you do that? How did you come out of even though you gone through that? traumatizing experience of experiencing that loss from your mother, but yet you're still doing something in that arena that reminds you constantly and every day of like of the hurt, but not only the hurt, but also, you know, the good times that you've gone with her. But how do you do that, Nikki? Because that takes that takes guts. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I, I really honestly can say that without the Lord, I don't know how I would do that without gleaning from him and sitting at his feet, sometimes not even saying anything has helped me take one more step. Wow. And as much as, I don't know, as much as I feel like I'm a fighter, I really feel like I, I gain my strength from the Lord. And it, that helps me and helping others does something for me. It really does. It, it changes me. It makes me feel purposeful. And I think that it's so easy to sit in your own stuff mm -hmm. very well, fall back into a deep depression. I've, I've been there before and that's an easy place for me to go. Um, just being real. I don't want to live there because when you live there is when you're not helping others. And when you're out and your face is shown and you say, hey, this is the real me, like how I came to this call tonight with my hair up <laughs> and my cozy sweater Amen. on and the Amen. end of the day with my, with my makeup blurred and no earrings on. Girls, this is this is the real. <laughs> we keep it real right here. here. <laughs> we are. We are. So I just, you know, I feel like getting in the fight 
is better than watching it from the sidelines because you can make a difference in the fight. And that's, that's really my heart and the person that I want to be. And I feel like my mom was that way. She was always helping others, running to people's aid, just a very good, loving woman. I believe I have a lot of those qualities because of her. Also because of the Lord, we have a choice. We, yeah. we really have a choice. We have a choice to get up of our seats and, and, and help others or to kind of sit back and say, that's not for me. And, and either one necessarily isn't bad. I understand I, I've been through a lot of things in my life, just in younger days, just abuse, addictions. I have a really crazy past, but the Lord still chose to use me. And so I'm going to honor that. Amen. And I'm going to help others because I honestly don't know if I have tomorrow. Amen. And what will I leave for my children? What will I leave for this world? Will I make a mark? Will anyone know that I'm gone? That's what goes through your and mind. for his glory. Yeah. Yeah. Glory. Yeah. Yeah. I want to help others. I, I want to see women feel, feel loved and beautiful. And I mean, I just think that everyone has to get dressed in the morning. Yes. But when you have drains coming out of you and bandages and you've been wow. told you have cancer or that you, you carry the BRCA gene and your family history is peppered with it. Like mine, I feel like something has to happen. A woman in the morning when she gets dressed, no matter if that's going on, she still needs to feel beautiful and loved and wrapped in hope. And that's why our post-op shirt is named Hope, because that's important to me, that when you put that on, you know, you were prayed for, that there is Amen. hope in the midst of this situation. Hallelujah. Yes, that was that was passion right there, Nikki. <laughs> no, for real. Oh, like I love, I love me. I love me some Jesus and I love, I I love women and I know what it feels like not to feel beautiful. Yeah. And I also know what it feels like to be a confident woman. And so I, I feel like it's, it's important no matter what stage of life or thing you might be facing or going through. And I just feel like this is one way I could give back. Amen. And you know, that is so true, Nikki, you know, we have to also, I guess for me, when I think of that, I think of like, um, one of the episodes I had a makeup artist on and I'll put some, some links in the show notes on that episode, but we were talking about basically showing up and still taking care of ourselves. And here you give women that are going through one of the most difficult things to go through in life, a way that they can dress themselves and show up in the season that they are, that they find themselves in their lives. Because we can easily look at our situation and see what we're going through, look at the other side and see it greener, you know, and try to covet what someone else have, or, We can take what we have and what we are given and do the best with it. I've learned in moments and I cannot compare anything to someone that is going through something like that. But I do know when I'm going through my own storms and my own battles and when even if I am staying at home, if I just do something to change my appearance just a little bit, just to clean myself Mm -hmm. up just a little bit, it can transform how you view yourself which can transform yes. how you perceive the world. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so thank you, Nikki, for what you're doing. Thank you, Nikki, for what you're doing for these women. And I'm sure they're saying thank you. I'm sure I'm sure like a lot of them are going to like search you and search you up because just to know that each of them are prayed over, like that's a blessing. Knowing that you're covered in hope. I love that. What okay, so when you came to that one, covered in hope. When was that revelation for you? I knew that each, at first I was going to name the clothing after individuals in my family who have had breast cancer or cancer. Like the Lord was telling me to name them hope and grace and kindness, strength. The fruits of the spirit. That's what we need in these times. And so that is how I came up with the name, the fruit, fruit of the fruit of the spirit. Um, if I'm saying that correctly or gifts, the fruits of the spirit fruits. Yeah. The fruits of like gentleness, kindness, peace. Yes. That is what, so the, I just felt, and the Lord was saying, you're going to have more clothes than just these few. Amen. So there's going to have to be more words have passed. And I believe that was a, another blessing from him saying that he was going to use it 
name it after the people, name it after the things that these women will need, like strength and hope. And so we are currently working on shirts for women that have chosen not to have reconstruction, like my mom unfortunately wasn't able to after so many surgeries, but um, I felt like those women as well needed to have clothing that said, I'm here, I'm sure I'm loved. I'm special regardless. If my breasts tried to kill me, I still can show up for this day and, and feel beautiful. And so we're, we're currently working on that right now. So. Amen. Okay. So, so talk to us a little bit about, you know, a lot of um, our listeners are, our women, a lot of our listeners are also those taking the step to pursue their own dreams and their mm-hmm. own calling and whether it's an entrepreneurship or serving, because whether you're sure. an entre- every business I truly believe is still serving, we're still serving. Um, yes. But what can you, so let's talk about like your business and the things that you're working on within it. How have you like, how are you using social media and to reach these women? Like when you think about um, what you're doing, how is it that you you kind of like strategize on reaching these women and doing the best to show up for them? A lot of times uh, through social media, I try to pinpoint on the hashtags that might um, speak to these women as far as hope or uh, survivor, cancer, thriver, different words, strength. And so I try to do that. And the last couple months, I've really linked up with a lot of fantastic people and women either already have gone through their surgery, now going through treatments or, you know, cancer free. And so that is kind of how I found my niche. It hasn't necessarily been some of it's a little bit of the fashion realm, just trying to learn more, educate myself because I don't know a lot. And so I have a a few parts to my business and my story that I'm trying to work through. So, but that is how I mainly connect with others is just by, you know, commenting on different things, being encouraging to the women that are going through it or saying, I'm praying for you, those types of things and really stop and, and, and pray for them. So that's, I would say that was, so far, you know, just reaching out to different arenas and, and different people learning, learning about what may help and people that I can connect with. Yeah, I saw you were in the news and the local news. How did that come about? Like, how, what did you do there? What was the strategy there? <laughs> that was really social media. So um, interesting thing was my dad moved here to North Carolina with us pretty much right after my mom had passed, just wanted to get out of New York and the weather and well, he didn't really want to. I kind of made him. Um, and so <laughs> I was like, okay, you need to come with me. But he said, oh, Nikki, do you watch the news? And I said, dad, I really don't. And he said, well, there's this beautiful girl, Anna Laurel. I said, oh, I'll have to check her out. So I was one night on social media because I like to try once everybody's in bed and settle down, maybe just take 20 minutes and go through social media and try to do hashtags and things. And I found her. And so from my Redefine Courage page, I just made a few comments. Wow. And she messaged me and it was, it was so exciting. And she was so sweet and kind. And she's like, Hey, has anyone ever done a story on you? And I said, no. And she said, well, I'd love to, can I come to your house? And you know, let me, so it just really, um, she was very encouraging and it just so happens that where I go to church, her, one of her cameramen or one of the cameramen for the news channel. So we kind of, you know, met him and it was, it was a very neat situation Obviously, nothing that I had planned, but that really that was very encouraging for us to just get our story out there. Yeah, that's God. For others to know of us, and just again, it's yeah, pretty much every <laughs> answer I could say. I God. love that. I love. You know what? I absolutely, I absolutely love that, and find that so encouraging. There's so much. God has just been revealing so much to me, and so it just put like a little fire under under me to really continue doing the work that I'm doing and shining light to people such as you doing amazing, amazing work because there's so much other things that are going on. But where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. And this actually brings Mm -hmm. me so much hope that, yeah, there are people that, you know, that are doing what they're doing because they believe it's right. But there are also people of God. 
doing standing up for Christ, standing up for the word of God, you know, and I find that so incredibly encouraging, even in the in the media. That's incredible. That's amazing. Like, thank you, Jesus, for for this message here. (laughs) So for someone that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. For someone that is just starting out, Nikki, that maybe they're on the fence, like they're not so sure if God is calling them, what would you say are signs that they can like know that no, 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 this is God? What would you say those are? One of the one of the signs is the word of God. So if it lines up with what he's saying, what what you feel he's speaking to you or nudging you in your heart, and then you go to the word and in your quiet time or writing in your journal, a friend or someone at church that prays over you or with you or for you, um, I feel like he gives a lot of, of signs. I don't that word loosely because sometimes you may think it's something which I have done myself saying, oh, this is a perfect idea and it isn't <laughs> the best because I wasn't staying in my lane. If you know what I'm saying, yeah, like we I all do. as women need to stay in our lane. And I think that's what trips us up. So I think that if the Lord calls you to business, if he calls you to blogging or whatever it may be, let the Lord guide you in that. But I really think that his his word and his people that make it clear. Mm, like confirmation. Writing it out has always helped me too. Okay. Which so number one. There is a lot of that. Even in the midst. Even yeah. So number yeah. one is being aligned. Absolutely. Does it align with the words? Number two is writing it out. Go ahead. Habak 2-2 right here. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely writing it out. I wrote a lot of my first steps down on paper, put them in a binder and kind of just tucked them away. And then I would go back to them when I felt the right track from what I remember or felt like where God was leading me. And then I would say, oh, nope, I need to come back over here. So definitely writing it out as well. So how, how do you plan your growth? And I, you... I would have to say to number three would be. No, no, go ahead. Number three, number three. <laughs> number three. Well, how do I plan my growth? Well, no, no, no. Okay. Let's go back to. So one was the word. I would have to say that. It's a little bit lagging. So I'm going to try to do some pauses. Two, in writing it down. Three, God's people. That's what I wanted to share. Just Okay. So three would just be God's people. Sometimes sharing your heart with those people you know or and are servants of his. They're not going to guide you, but they encouragement, pray for you. Uh, say, hey, I know this person, or you may want to check this out. And those, that's a very encouraging step as well. Amen. You know what, Nikki? I really think that's important because there's you have to I really feel, though, sometimes you have to be careful on who you allow to give you advice. I truly believe that it should be people that are encouraging you and you should listen to those people moreover than the people that want to give you kind of like advice. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. I've I've had a, a lot of advice in the last two years, <laughs> but I've had a lot of women come alongside of me. And at first I was very afraid. And I think that as a, a owner or an entrepreneur or blogger, whatever it is, you, you go to tell somebody and then you're afraid because maybe they won't believe in you or maybe they'll think your idea is stupid or maybe they'll take your idea. Praying th- through some things, realizing, you know what, really isn't mine to begin with. I think when the Lord gives it to us, you have to give it back to him. Amen. Lay it down, God. God, this is yours. And so if you want it to be mine, you're going to guide and direct my steps, Lord. And and so at first I was a little afraid. I started calling a lot of people. And then I one of the things that held me back was, oh, no, what if someone takes my idea? But if they do, they're just going to be helping others. And if they, it's really not mine to begin with. And so... I think when you hold things loosely like that, to be more free in what he's called you to do. Amen. I love that because I found that in this journey or in this, you know, in taking your your leap of faith and your step of faith, you have to hang on to God so strongly because a lot of times 
that people that are well-meaning people want to project their own fears on you and kind of like, say, no, no, don't do it yet. Or don't go there yet. And so I think like if you you have to find people that will encourage you to continue on that invisible walk of faith, because that's what it is. You know, you don't know where you're stepping and you have to get those people that are speaking life into you because the other people that are projecting their fear, they should not be speaking anything in your life. (laughs) But the people that are saying you can do this, you can make it. That's no, no, no. Those are the people that are Mm -hmm. confirming, you know, and those are the people that their advice would be kind of valid because they want the best for you and they want to see you at the other end of where where you're taking your leaps of faith and they want to see you make it other than the other side. Right. Does that make sense? I mean, it's just because of what I went through recently. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely believe that. I believe that there, there is wisdom, you know, there's wisdom in, in our elders are people that are, are older than us that maybe have walked a certain path. So I think that there's a lot of strength to that wisdom and so, you know, glean from that and, and, and take those words. But I do understand what you're saying. T- sometimes people just say, oh, there's too much of that out there. Nobody needs another blogger or no, sometimes ah, don't do that now. Your kids are little. Well, yeah, there's those people. But there's also like, I really believe that be careful who you're speaking your doubt to, you know, you yes. would think that mm-hmm. they're well-meaning, but you never know their battles that they're facing. And so they're projecting whatever they've gone through or their own battles into your own situation, which is completely different. Your walk is completely different. And I think it's more on how we cast our doubts onto Jesus other than casting our doubts onto other people that have no idea what our walk is. Does that make sense? That, that makes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Because let me tell you, Nikki, you know, a lot of, there's going to be moments that, Doubt is going to come. I'm sure you've you've gone through those moments, right? Like, God, are you sure? Are you me? Are you sure, God? And then he just, boom, reveals like, yes, I'm positive. You're meant to do this. Yes. You know, he just opens, he mm-hmm. just swings open those doors of grace. And I, and I just want to say, you know, for to whoever is listening, you know, I've gone through my share of ups and downs of pivoting, of doing this, of, you know, oh, my lane or going out here, going out there. But you know what? I've learned that sometimes you have to go a little bit outside just to see where you're at, because when you don't know what your lane is, you don't know where you're going. But in that respect, also to understand, to be careful who you're speaking your doubt to. Because they'll make those doubt and those fears a bit bigger than what there should be. They won't. Sometimes they won't talk like, no, 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 you got this. They'll be like, maybe you're right. Maybe you should stop. It does seem like it's going to be impossible. (laughs) (laughs) They all agree with your doubt instead uh, of like, say that. yeah, (laughs) they'll agree with your doubt. and And then you're still doubting like, OMG. I'm wasting my time. Oh, my gosh. But and then that's when it comes in your intention. And if you stay Mm -hmm. pure with your intention, if you stay pure with that, I truly believe that's where the magic happens. Because if your intentions are to serve the Lord, to glorify him in every step that you take, then there's no room for doubt because all that you're doing is in love. Right. It says perfect love cast out fear because doubt, that's fear. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. Nikki, what is a tidbit of wisdom that you can give to our listeners? Well. (laughs) (laughs) You are so cute. I don't know if I'm much of a a wisdom giver, but I would say that, you know, definitely, definitely be in prayer and know what God is saying to you for that day. I'm not even talking about and writing down goals and and what, you know, 10 years from now might bring or three or which is all wonderful things to do. I say, just get your manna for that day. Amen. And see, see where God leads you because it could be, you know, 
it could be the the best day. It could maybe be a so-so day, but it's still a day that you served and honored and glorified God. So I would just encourage you in your faith walk, wherever you might be in that, that just sitting at the feet of the Lord and, and reading his word and learning more about him makes you a better you and more encouraging to others and able to withstand maybe some of the fires or floods or storms, challenges that might come your way. So, and each day you grow stronger, just like if, you know, you work out and you lift weights, you're only going to get stronger and more defined and stand, you know, more pressure, more weight. And so we need to do that same thing uh, with a word and with our relationship with God. Oh my gosh, Nikki, your words have definitely been timely for me, I, you know, and thank you so much for, for like reminding us that everything is found at God's feet. You know, everything is found in the word because sometimes we can get so lost and we can just look at all of what's going on around us in the outside. But, you know, we serve the God who stills those waters and calms the seas and calms the storm. Nikki, where can people find you? You can find me at redefinecourage.com, which is our website. And you can find us on Facebook, we have a business page, Redefined Courage. We are also on Instagram as Redefined Courage. And I'm happy. Please, please reach out to me. I'd, I'd love to hear your story. I'd love to encourage any woman that would love to talk or, you know, if, you know, need help starting something out or just uh, anything. I, I love that. I love connecting with others. So please, please find me there. I'm also on Twitter as Nicole Spear, I believe it is. I should know my name on there, but I <laughs> can't remember <laughs> I'll put it all in so, the show notes. Very <laughs> right, good. Thank you so much, Nikki, for, for being on the show. Thank you for inspiring women like myself to just keep on pressing on. You've you've been a big part in that, Linda. Just um, your encouragement and the way that you have you have faced some challenges, you have taken time, you've restructured and you you're moving forward for him and and um Thank you for sometimes you feel like when you start a Christian business, you don't know how well people are going to take that. But as we serve the Lord, he brings women like yourself um, to encourage us. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you, Nikki. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I'll see you next week and keep going for your dreams. Keep making it happen. Keep moving forward. Failing isn't failing unless you don't get back up. So get back up. Try again and you'll find success each time. This is Linda Mendeville. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in.